You know you've got to sing along. Don't you know? This is the Cabinets HR Podcast, hosted by Jason Cabinets. Join Jason as he talks to small business owners, founders, and people in tech startups in HR. If you fall into one of these categories or are just curious about them, then this is the podcast for you. You will gain great insights from these great conversations. The Cabinets HR Podcast is brought to you by Cabinets HR. At Cabinets HR, we deliver HR to companies with 49 or fewer people by automating the HR process. We believe that you don't need a full-time HR person to receive full-time HR expertise. Hello, and welcome to the Cabinets HR Podcast. I'm your host, Jason Cabinets. Our guest today is Nicole Cato. Nicole, are you ready to be great today? Uh, yeah. Nicole has been a, a working Nicole has been working in the hotel and hospitality space for 10 plus years. She started her career working for the Disney Parks and eventually became a property manager in Destin, Florida. She has two bachelor's degrees from Swarthmore College, a master's in mechanical engineering from the University of Southern California, and is currently working on an MBA in finance from John Hopkins University. Nicole started a company called Putty, which provides guests with up-to-date information about the vacation rental while giving hosts peace of mind throughout the process. Nicole, thank you for being here today. I really appreciate it. Oh, thanks for having me. So what? tell me about your company. How did your company come about? What was the process of building your company? So when I was in Destin, Florida, I got a vacation rental. And during that time, I was working full-time and it just became time-consuming to do the everyday things of having just an, a single vacation property, uh, sending emails, answering questions. And I said, wait a minute, I have software and I'm a software engineer. So I started building out the one area that I thought was caused the most time for me or the most repetitive time. And that's just answering guests' information. Uh, so check-in, check-out time, door codes, and things like that. And over time, I thought, you know, I think more people would be interested in something like this. So I made it more customizable and added features like integrating into Yelp and Google Maps. So it really has become an, a next-generation travel guide for individual property managers. Nicole, this is kind of off the subject, but... There's a lot of non-technical people out there trying to build no company and stuff. Can you can you kind of explain the process of how building a platform? Because I think a lot of people say, oh, I'll just tell my software developer one, two, three, and within minutes is done. But it's a lot, a lot it takes a lot longer than right, the longer that does, doesn't it? Yeah. And for software, there's usually three main components for a true software application. You'll have your front end and your UX side, which is the guest facing website. It's fast, it's pretty. And then you have your backend server and that's where everything runs and functions. And then you have usually a database that's connected to it. So and the first thing you have to do is define what all of those three things are going to be and what languages they're going to be in. Nicole, how long did it take for you to build your platform? So prob sitting down and coding it, it's probably taken me about a year and a half. Um, but I've this is not the first um, full stack operation I've developed. So just with ex experience, it's probably taken me my whole life. <laughs> 
Nicole, you talked about this a little bit, but who is your target demographic for your company? So I'm really looking for the individual property manager, probably in not the tech savvy person, but the person who has one property, probably probably between the ages of 40 to 60 in age, who's just looking for a little bit of help, but wants to do it in an uh, upscale way. Does the location of the property matter? It's easiest in the United States. Um, Most things work internationally, but we have had issues, uh, for instance, in Ireland, I believe they changed how their zip codes work. Um, so it doesn't really work over there. Okay. And how are you, how are you finding these people? You have a marketing plan, word of mouth, or what's your plan for that right now? So right now we're going through the, we've had the best luck going through Facebook. Uh, we're actually planning on reaching out to more people in the Destin area to start to develop a a group. So we're going to start reaching out to restaurants in the Destin, uh, in yeah, in the Destin area, saying like if we put one of your promotions up uh, to offer guests ten percent off, then we can also have directed marketing um, as well. Because there's always a couple in the Destin area because there's so many vacation rentals and they're going up in price. People aren't able to go out as much. Um, so offering some sort of discount system to get um, basically a win-win. So Nicole, even though this is 2019, there's still a lot of people out there who are like, we'll say like anti-tech or don't understand tech. How are you convince these people to come onto your platform? So we are constantly working on it as easy as possible. And we've started to develop a system called, um, basically they're flashing buttons. So once you press one button and an action is completed, another button will start flashing. Um, they're all the same. It's a guiding light system. So it will just, you click one, you get to the next step, you click the new flashing button, you answer a question. Um, and we're constantly looking at our numbers to see where people are getting stuck and how to just make it easier. Nicole, so do only the owners of the guest houses or vacation rentals use the platform or do also the people renting out the guest houses use it also? Uh, it's so you can have employees on the system. So the owner can have it and then share it with an employee, but also in the Dustin area because it. Dustin has a very entrepreneurial spirit. So we have a lot of people who work for vacation renters, but may also have their own properties. So we develop a system similar to like Google Drive, where you can share guides instead of having a standard uh, boss to employee relationship. Nicole, can you talk through some of the challenges you've had as an entrepreneur? Uh, Really, it is trying to get people to use the platform and to stay with it. Um, we're really, we're looking really optimistically with this promotion system because personally, I've always been working in this world of guest experience and guest improvement and just making people happy. Um, but it's just getting other people to believe in this type of system. I think one challenge too is like a lot of people they expect everything for free, right? So they want free yes. this, free that. And so you give them free, free, free. And then you ask them to pay like, well, well, I got to pay for it. You know, it's going to be free. Yeah. And it's not just free. They want free and something else. And that's why we're going to this promotional system because like if you offer all of your guests 10% off at a restaurant, you're making your money back 
um, easily with even one guest in a month. Yes. Nicole, can you talk, change the subject a little bit? Can you talk about your time as a CTO and your, and your experience as a female in STEM? I think I, so I was raised in, I think much more of a gender neutral environment than most uh, women. My dad was an Eagle Scout and he raised me to grill and live outdoors. So me with a bunch of guys never really faced me, <laughs> I think. Um, but uh, yeah, and it never, I think it never felt really weird and no one ever treated me like because I'm female it's wrong, but you definitely have to be on top of your game. Um, I, I had a friend and he said that if it comes down to a woman versus a man, I, in tech, I'll always hire the woman because she had to work 10 times harder. Um, and you sort of see that with my resume with working on my fourth degree and really having to push myself to just be on top of the game constantly. So, Nicole, what advice do you have for a female or actually anyone trying to get into STEM right now? You can always do something at home for free. Um, <laughs> I think that, yeah. And that's something I see just when I'm interviewing people for positions that people say, oh, I have a certification in, let's say, databases. And I'm like, oh, that's wonderful. What did you do with your certification? Like, did you set up a database? And they're like, no, I got certified. Like, <laughs> so what database did you work in? They're like, um, I don't know. And that's a pretty quick, like, okay, I need to find someone else. But if there's some kid, I mean, even if a kid dropped out of high school, who's been hacking into stuff and has built even just a WordPress site, that's more impressive to me than some sort of certification. And I think that's good advice for entrepreneurs too. Like if you're an entrepreneur, never pay for anything. There's a way to get it for free most of the time. And then follow-up question, what advice do you have for brand new entrepreneurs just getting started? So I think someone, I talked to, um, I, well, does it matter whether they're military or not? No, it, doesn't, or? it doesn't matter. I think try to find as many mentors as possible um, or people to just, talk to because they will help guide um they just will help you think things through a little bit better um how i'm actually working with a guy uh, matt jones right now and someone told me that the trick is you need to learn to sell sell and the i've sort of hit this wall where i'm great in tech and i can build things but i'm i'm the was i need a jobs <laughs> Um, and a lot of successful entrepreneurs, you're, you end up pairing up between a salesperson and a builder. Um, very few people can do both and just sort of accepting that at some point. Um, but even just the initial partnering with someone and finding someone, uh, I mean, it just, it just pushes you so much faster than doing it by yourself. Yes, that's why I say that, you know, usually solo founders have the hardest time, you know, unless you just, unless you're like just, uh, you know, Elon Musk Jr. or something, you know, you got to find someone else to help you out. Yeah. And even he had developers. Um, there were still other people next to him helping him along the way. And that part does, I just don't think it gets emphasized enough. Yes. So, uh, Nicole, on your LinkedIn, it says you do some mentoring for, I think it's called Veterari. I don't know if I'm saying that right. Can you yeah. talk about that a little bit? 
So Veterabi is basically a group where if you're military, you can sign up with LinkedIn and you can just look for mentors and then you set up a schedule or schedule a time to talk with someone. Um, it's, it's like Tinder for mentoring. So you just, you set up a time, you meet someone and if it works in a half hour, then you can, or an hour, you can continue talking. And it's just been a great way for me to, I can meet with someone, talk with them about an issue. If I like them, we can continue talking. If we don't, I never have to see them again. Nicole, can you talk about your military experience? So my husband is in the United States Air Force and we met when we were at Edwards um, Air Force Base in California and I was working at Disney and we decided to move to Eglin, Florida. Uh, I needed just a new change of scenery at that point. And in Florida, I got a job working for a automotive CRM group. I ended up getting converted, but it just, it wasn't the right fit. I won't discuss it right now. It was not good. Um, and then I ended up in environmental obsolescence and I moved my way from consulting to being the CTO there. And after F Florida, um, at the very end, we got married and we thought we were going to move to one place. And then the Air Force said, no, you're going to Dayton, Ohio. <laughs> um, so it's really a lot of this entrepreneurship was figuring out what to do. Um, when life just sort of spins in a way that you weren't expecting. Yes. But I'm a, I'm a very proud military spouse and there's just, there are jobs as a military spouse. Um, and the higher your, your spouse's rank is, the more jobs you have. Yes. And to add on that, you don't get paid for those jobs. You know, you're, just, you're, no. you're, you're, you're supposed to do it because you're the <laughs> wife of a certain rank. Mm-hmm. And and if you don't do it well, it's like, okay, what are you doing? Yeah. And they give you no training for it. They just suspect you to do it. Yes, exactly. And there's a lot of things I enjoy, but also explaining to a boss um, that I have this obligation to the military, but I'm not an officer or like I am a spouse. And it it gets difficult, and especially the higher ranks you get it gets even more difficult trying to explain that to a boss so that's part of the reason I gravitated towards entrepreneurship um, but also just uh, we're probably moving every two or three years and I need a job that will go with me that I can grow with the job instead of there's a lot of remote jobs in software where you may not get promoted um, and that has always been a big concern of mine Yes, I don't think most people realize that military spouses have the highest unemployment demographic in the country. I think it's like, that's <laughs> my look, is like 20 to 25%. On top of that, yes. the, the underemployment rate is like, is like probably 70 to 80%. Yeah. And at the peak of the recession, it was around, I think, 12% for civilian or non-farming civilians. So we're double that on a regular basis. And there's just a lot of issues within the system that make it more difficult to find jobs. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of talent in the military spouses pool, but you know, they, y'all, we, the military, you move every two years. So, you know, paying devil's act, if you're employed, you really want to hire someone, you know, going to move every two years, maybe, maybe not, you know, it's just a lot of challenges. And of course the military doesn't help either because they like, move everyone every two years. 
and I'll keep the spouse in mind. Yeah, it's definitely a broken system, I think. Yeah, and there's ways that you you just, when you start talking to more military spouse friends, you just feel that companies are trying to push you out more so than trying to include you. And then they help your, and then they thank your husband for their service. And you're sort of pushed off into that little corner, like, but, but I left my job. <laughs> like, yes, I know. Yeah. It's a challenge. So Nicole, can you talk some about Bunker Labs and how Bunker Labs has helped you out? Bunker, I mean, it's created a remote community for me to really just find people. I'm part of the online group. Um, so it's been able to find fellow entrepreneurs. Um, I met Matt Jones through Bunker Labs. He he joined the online group and I said something like, oh, or he was looking for a software person because he's the jobs. And I said, I think I can fill this spot for you. Like, no problem. <laughs> Great. So what's your, your long-term vision for your company? Uh, right now, it's to just um, start growing. We're going to take a little time off to really analyze how we want to remarket stuff. Um, but we're also working with Matt Jones. to He's built this system to um, market golf courses. Um, so we're hoping to launch that by spring of next year, in addition to the restaurant promotion system that we're doing in Dustin, Florida. So is a plan, I mean, I hate to use this comparison, but is a plan to be like the Airbnb of guest house rentals or something like that or, or something different? We're, we're probably something between an Airbnb and a CRM. Um, okay. So there's a lot of, Airbnb is really great for renting a place but that guest experience that just doesn't exist on airbnb and it's trying to and a big issue in the Destin area is there have been a lot of complaints about how it's not the most friendly when it comes to hotel and hospitality uh, or for the guests specifically and it's trying to correct for that behavior are you currently bootstrapping everything? Or you, do you, do you, do you, are you able to raise funds yet or take a loan out? How actually are you doing that? Um, oh, because, so because I'm a software engineer, um, I just build it by myself. Um, my sister is a cloud engineer, so she's been able to build stuff at very low costs. And right now it's just, um, we're living off of my husband's income, but Ohio is very inexpensive. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, versus Silicon Valley or Seattle, Austin, one of those areas. Yeah, um, yeah. I, I think that's another some more advice, like entrepreneurs. If you're building something tech related, there's a lot of free options out there. You know, like like Google Cloud Platform, AWS. They have like free free options for you know entrepreneurs. You just have to do the research and you know and and figure it out. Yeah, and I I do think there are probably more software people than you think are out there that are looking for someone who can sell or there are going to be people who are starting to hit that wall of, I just am not, I need to find a partner. Yes. Nicole, um, I want to say you have something for our listeners today. Yeah. So if um, anyone who has a property who would like to join our putty group, you can go to uh, putty.io, P-U-D-D.io, and get a free upgrade to our standard plan, which on top of anyone create a, can create a free guest guide, but our standard plan will let you do 
guest specific information, set up automated emails um, for your guests by using the access code bunker, B-U-N-K-E-R, all lowercase. Nicole, can you share your social media for yourself and your company so people can reach out to you? Uh, you can join our social media by just going to putty.io and just scrolling to the bottom. If you want to reach out to me specifically, you can email me at customer at putty.io. Nicole, a uh, quick question. So a lot, of com- a lot of entrepreneurs know non-tech and they're trying to figure out how to build a platform. What's your advice on trying to build someone in turn, like hiring a senior developer, CTO, or outsourcing to like a software development company either here or, or outside the United States? So if you're an entrepreneur and you're short on funds, try to try to find someone, I would say, within the United States who has a similar interest. Um, it would surprise you what a lot of engineers are willing to do for free. I love building. Um, I'm pretty busy right now, but I'm sure there's another Nicole somewhere. Offshores can... Like some are great. I've had some, I've worked with offshores in at least five different countries so far, but there's this, it's not a set it and forget it type system. There's a lot of work involving interacting with offshores, making thing, making sure things run properly. And for, let's say like a noob in the industry, this is, I would stay away from it. So Nicole, like with anything else, there's, there's great developers and that's so great developers. What would be advice for someone who's trying to hire a developer to pick the right one? What should be looking for or not looking for? So I personally think motivation is probably the best thing. Um, most software companies are either an open source or they're a .NET. So keeping, if you're a .NET shop, stay with .NET developers. If you're an open source, stay with open source for a senior developer, I'm usually looking somewhere at least 24. I want to see that they work somewhere um, big um, so that they understand what it takes to scale something up. Um, but for an entry-level pe- person, honestly, I just want like I want someone who got their hands dirty with something at home. Um, yeah. I know the challenge here in the Saturday is like a lot of the, the junior developer jobs in Seattle, they'll say, you know, entry level, but two years experience. So all the developers like, well, I just graduated from college or coding academy. I don't have two experience. And I've tried to tell them, well, no, they're expecting you to do some kind of internships, put some on mm-hmm. GitHub, some kind of project, some kind of portfolio, yeah. something. And a lot of them are not getting that, unfortunately, you know? Yeah. I mean, I, yeah. Anything on GitHub is great. Uh, I got my first job because uh, I was working, I interviewed for Accenture and I honestly thought I was going to be sent to LA Air Force Base um, to work on GPS systems because I built this, in college, I built this um, basically a vehicle positioning system using common filters and I and it updated on Google Maps and I was so excited about how this thing worked and the math involved uh, because it was like this introductory controls like 10 years ago. And basically I got through my interview. I'm like, okay, so I'm, I'm joining the air force as a civilian. This will be great. And he's like, no, we like the website. <laughs> like we could care less about the math. <laughs> hey, one thing I forgot to mention. So Nicole's, um, 
offer and our social media links will be on our show notes and you can find our show notes at www.cabinshtlblog.com. Nicole, we'll come to the end of our talk. Can you give us any last minute wisdom or advice on anything you want to talk about? I think just keep chugging is really something that I learned at Disney is we love to push the boulder and we push it forward. And I think a lot of software people or entrepreneurs at some point they give up and what really stood out to me at Disney that I do take in every day is just keep pushing forward. That's great advice. And much needed advice to a lot of people. Cause some, I mean, it's not easy being an entrepreneur. Sometimes you got to say dig deep and keep on going. Mm-hmm. And you never know what will hit. I think that's the other. Exactly. Yeah. Nicole, thank you for your time today. I really appreciate it. Oh, thanks. You too. To our listeners, thank you for your time as well. Remember to be great every day. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Cabinets HR Podcast. Be sure to connect with us on LinkedIn, Facebook, Twitter, Snapchat, Instagram, Twitch, YouTube, and TikTok at Cabinets HR. Also check out our weekly live streams at the Cabinets HR Facebook, Twitch, YouTube, and Periscope, where we focus each week on an HR topic important for small business. These are every Wednesday at 10 a.m. Pacific Standard Time and last around three minutes. To join our weekly HR email newsletter list, send us an email to Jason Cabinets at cabinetshr.com. Thank you, and remember to be great every day. You've got to pump it up, don't you know? Pump it up, you've got to pump it up.